Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Tasty Pages from Cooking the Books. Today, we are sharing our favorite cookbooks of 2020. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. We're taking a well-deserved break from cooking and photographing and all that stuff this week. So far... as we sprint toward the end of the year, which can't come soon enough. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but hey, the one silver lining of 2020, if there was one, is that we found some really exceptional cookbooks that we enjoyed. Absolutely. And we made a list. We sure did. And it was meticulously researched with our crack team of researchers behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Now you're just talking garbage. NASA scientists. <laughs> Nice try. There was some 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 heavy analytics that went into these. Uh, oh, look at you here! You're so fancy. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, you and I sat down, put pen to paper, made a list. We didn't share it with each other beforehand. Last no. year, when we did this, we had the same ten books for our top ten, just in a slightly different order. We did, and I think it's a little bit different this year. Okay, cool. Yeah this this year seemed a little more difficult. It did. There were a, there were a lot of really great books, and it's funny because I felt like there were a couple of really great ones that came out at the beginning of the year, like in January, February. And, and then, are they going to hold their position on the yeah, list? Yeah, and then like towards the end of this year, like middle end, you know, I was just like, whoa. Well, and as most people know, fall is by far the biggest time of year for new cookbook releases. So we had a flood of them come out in like October-ish, mm-hmm. and I think some of them made our list. Absolutely. So we'll dive into that in a second. Let's take care of a few housekeeping things first. Um, if you go to our webpage, which is wecookbooks.com, you'll see a store tab. That will direct you to our Amazon.com affiliate page. And by making a purchase on that page, um, you can get something for yourself and support us in return. Best of all, it does not cost you a penny more. Uh, win-win. And we've got a cookbook list on there, which features all the ones that we've uh, really enjoyed from our Cooking the Books feed. And Johnny so diligently updated it. I did. And uh, you'll see, um, I think, all of these books on that list along with others. So uh, feel free to browse and uh, drop us a line, uh, either on Instagram or Facebook or through the website, and let us know what your favorites are. Um, We'd be curious to know. And we've had people answer this question, too. Yeah. Keep in in mind, though, there are some books that were really great that were uh, released last year. We're keeping it to 2020. Yep. So we we do have some honorable mentions. Now, we're going to cover the top five mm-hmm. on this podcast just for time constraints. Um, we're going to do our our own uh, top 10 lists on a blog post. So that'll be kind of a companion to this. And if you want to see the full top 10, go there. And then um, we'll also do some honorable mentions because there were some things that we featured this year that actually came out previously, mm-hmm. like in 2019 or earlier. Um, so that therefore it kind of disqualified them for this list. Um, I was going to also mention that there are some books that have come out that we have not yet received copies of mm-hmm. flavor equation. I'm looking at you. Um, Nick Sharma. Um, 
His season was really good. Eventually, yeah. we'll get our hands yeah, on yeah. Poppy. Yeah, yeah. So just keep in mind, these are just ones that we've actually worked, worked from, from, touched, held, cooked dishes from. It's not really fair for us to evaluate something that we haven't uh, had our chance to get our grubby little paws on. Yeah, yet. there's a good handful of books that I'm still like hankering to to work with. Yep. So. So without further ado, uh, what do we got going on this week? This is a busy week because Christmas is just around the corner. Yep. So we're making preparations for that. As a lot of you, we are uh, being responsible and just spending it uh, by ourselves at home. Sadly, but <laughs> necessarily. And hey, we're not going to let that ruin our our fun. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun dishes. I mean, right now as it is, we pretty much spend twenty four seven around each other. So I guess this is no day different than. Good thing each I other. love you so much. I know, right? The only difference is that we will be day drinking. So. <laughs> uh so Christmas Eve. Hmm. We are going to do some fried chicken wings. From Shan, Famous Foods. Yep. We were kind of thinking of maybe doing, I do pretty good spicy fried chicken. Uh, we were thinking of doing that. And then, we're, and then we saw someone post about how great the wings from Shan was and were. And so we're like, yes, let's Big do it. Big night for takeout for people too. I know. One of the busiest nights of the year. We're you know what the our- busiest night is for takeout for like pizza delivery and stuff? Uh, the night before Thanksgiving. Yes. Of course. It's the biggest night for bars too, or yep. was the biggest night for bars. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's our plan for Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day. We are going to do Hold a, on to your hats. Yeah. We're going to do a sweet strata because we watched... Uh, Sola uh, did this um, Food 52 thing about Stratas, and we were kind of trying to figure out what to make for Christmas morning, and we were like, hey, let's do that. And and I accidentally... We needed creme fraiche for something. I don't remember what it was. I th- oh, it was for that uh, Alsatian tart. We made, a, we made a tart that had thinly shaved onions um, and a few other ingredients. And it was supposed to have uh, creme fraiche. So what did Victoria do? My, my lovely dumb, wife. My <laughs> dumbass buys vanilla creme fraiche. Okay, number one, I didn't know that such a thing existed. And you didn't want to give it a shot on that tart with the onions? Well, and here's the we thing. We could have made up our own dish. Oh, my God. I don't New think- thing. I remember when I was in culinary school, someone made vanilla daffinois potato, which, bleh, bleh, no. You could have called it the tart. The tart. And it would have blown up Instagram. No. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so we've got like this lovely, we're going to do like a like an apple pear sweet strata with some sausage or bacon. Don't know yet. Yep. Garnish with a little bit of the vanilla creme fraiche. Yep. And then... Uh, for lunch, we'll probably just graze, maybe put together a small little humble cheese plate. See, I'm just down for the for the leftover chicken wings. Oh, you're assuming we'll have leftover chicken wings. <laughs> the big assumption, my friend. Uh, and then for dinner, this is where it gets exciting. Oh, we are doing surf and turf. Yes. We're doing some... For, for the surf, we're doing scallops. Uh-huh. Haven't decided on the turf yet. We're going to go see what looks good at our store. We're thinking either prime rib or just like doing some steaks. Some really good steaks as big as our head. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what we'll be doing. Watching Christmas movies. Doing maybe, a little bit of drinking. Maybe I'll beat your ass in a game of Yahtzee. There might or... be some cannabis involved. <laughs> just pa- saying. Pass the pigs. Yep. If there's any ass kicking and Yahtzee going oh, on, please. it's going to be done whatever, by me. Whatever. Lady. The last time we played... 
I won. I killed you. Okay. You probably did. <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows he can't get away with big lie. And uh, hey, most importantly, what's for dinner this evening? We are having leftover pork shoulder pizziolo from... Uh, we made it from Cook With Me by Alex Garnaschelli. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward we to having that again. Huge Tupperware thing of it. And I'm so hungry. It's almost five o'clock here. Yep. And yeah. We I, generally I, cook every night. So this is like a big thing for us. Like we have featured, by the time 2020 is through, I think we will have featured 53 or 54 cookbooks mm-hmm. on our Cooking the Books feed. Uh, each book we make anywhere from five to seven dishes mm-hmm. and that's not even including any like brand campaigns that we're involved in. So, I mean, we do a shit ton of cooking and eating and that's, that's our life. We that's our project. And we haven't cooked since Saturday. Yeah. It's it been was. all like pantry meals and leftovers and it's been really, it's been a nice opportunity to just take a breath and coast into the end of 2020. Yeah, so we're kind of going to be going about five days without cooking yep. or photographing. Photographing is the Ooh, big thing because yes. a lot goes into styling uh, and photographing all those dishes. I'm in heaven and I'm caught up pretty much with all my photo editing. Yep. Easy breezy, man. I'm all feeling right. good. So none of these strangers that are listening to us care about what we're doing. Let's no. talk about cookbooks. All right. Uh, 2020. Favorite books. So we're going to start at number five. We have not shared this list with each other. So it'll be interesting to see if we chose the same books, if there's like, you know, same positions, if there's some overlap. Um, I'm going to go with Beauty Before Age. So take it away, Victoria. (laughs) What'd you have for number five? Number five, uh, Flavor by Yodamoto Lenghi. Yep. I'm sure that's on the top of many lists um, from what I've seen so far. any particular reason? Just well, a continuation of your love for Odalangi? Y- yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: is like I feel like we tore through that book. Everything that we made was delicious. Yep. And I am seeing people post a bazillion things, and every description I read sounds amazing. Yep. And so I'm just like, yeah, we got to get back in there and. Well, isn't that the sign of a great cookbook when you page through it? It happens pretty frequently with us where you just start looking through this brand new book and you're like, I want to make that. I want to make that. And usually, you know, when we're trying to plan for an upcoming feature, we'll go through with little post-it notes and start marking stuff. And then from there, try and kind of narrow it down. Mm -hmm. And that that was a book where, you know, you could have just opened a page randomly to anything. And been like, yes, yeah. let's make this. So that that definitely would be a good candidate to revisit at mm-hmm. some point because I, I agree with you. I've seen stuff on social media and and was like, oh, wait, that was in there? And everything How we made. How did we miss that? Everything we made was delicious. Yeah. So, I mean, he really has carved out this space where you, it's it's solidly reliable no matter what, cookbook of his it is so like Mm -hmm. you can grab any of them you know that they're going to be really well researched really well tested very you just the way he thoughtfully like puts together like ingredients and stuff and they're always really clever so this is just a continuation of that yeah and it's uh what you know he said in the introduction that it was basically plenty volume two to kind of follow up on both plenty and plenty more and uh i think that's that's accurate. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, for my number five, Ooh. I have one that we just featured uh, this week um, that we've done a podcast episode on, Xi'an Famous Foods. That was your number five? It was my number five. Wow. Yeah. And Okay. This was such a tough list. So I went through everything that we featured in 2020, and after eliminating things that maybe we featured that weren't released this year, I was left with about 11 books that kind of stood out. And then from there, tried to narrow it down. And for the purposes of this podcast, narrowing it down to five was a real challenge because I felt like so many of these books could have been like interchangeable in different spots. Um, But that was the book that I think I enjoyed cooking from the most because of not only the food that we made, but just we practiced some really new techniques to us that we had not, we'd made noodles from scratch. We made seitan from scratch. Um, yeah, we did two different kinds of noodles. We made dumplings. I mean, we've done was, dumplings before. Yeah, it but. was an ambitious week of meals, and, as we discussed in the podcast. But uh, and like, I would feel so elated after you know, like after we got all this stuff cooked and prepped and eaten, you know. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, we time to reflect on it. We did that in and, your food coma, and it was awesome. Like we accomplished this thing. I learned a new skill. Yeah. So, I mean, this is from the Western Chinese province of Xi'an. I would say, especially if you're looking for a good book that maybe you can like work from together with a partner, a uh, friend, family member, relative, whatever. Yeah. Um, this would be a great book for that purpose. Yeah. There are a lot like, uh, making noodles. So I feel like some of those noodles are, uh, couples pro- like yeah, take more just, than one you person. Know, you gather around and make dumplings like, yeah. like many families do, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think it was just because it was like a food that we weren't that familiar with. And it really exposed us to some, some new techniques and ingredients and stuff. It was, it was really fun. It was a great book. So that was my number five. All right. All right. Moving on to number four. Okay. Give me your number four. I had Odalangi flavor, okay, which we've just talked about, but uh, yeah, not much more can be said about that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's one of those ones that's a frequent uh, appearance on many best of lists mm-hmm. from different uh, journalists that I've been that I've been monitoring. So not 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 a surprise. Uh, what'd you have for number four? Eating out loud by Eden Grinchpan. There you go. Here's the thing: I had no idea who Eden was. So Eden is the host of um, Top Chef in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this book was a lovely surprise. It's Middle Eastern. Yeah, um, we have we have a big thing for Middle Eastern food. I think this came out at a time when we were flooded with Middle Eastern books because it was around the same time as uh, some other ones that we'll be discussing. But yeah, I mean, there was a period where we did like three or four books. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, that's. Pretty much every, all the recipes that we made were um, really great, dependable. And again, it was one of those things where you go through and you pick out what you want to make. And the choices were endless. Everything looked good. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any problems with any of the recipes. Well, and what I liked was there were still within the book, some little clever spins on, mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, some dishes, traditional dish, dishes. And so, it, you know, even 
as you're browsing through, you're going to, you're going to see nothing's going to be too intimidating, but there'll be some clever spins on either like, you know, some ingredients or just the, the techniques. And, um, it was a solid book. It was really good. She's got a great personality. She's got great sense of style and like all of that comes through in the book as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's always nice when you have like an author penned cookbook and, they have this kind of unique point of view and a personality and that comes through. So like that was another one along with like the Maddie Matheson book and the um, Lazarus Lynch book that we featured where they just have these like fun personalities and point of view and they were able to like convey that in, in their book. Mm -hmm. So, and you feel like after you've, you've, you know, read through the book and read it a bit that you walk away with like a better understanding of, of them and who they are and stuff. So that was a fun one. All right. What's your number three? My number three is, uh, I had eating out loud. Okay. Yeah. So we just <laughs> talked about that. So that's, that's my number three. What was your number three? Uh, in Vivi's kitchen, yes. uh, by Hawa Hassan and Julia Tertian. Um, this one's been getting a lot of love deservedly. So, um, I'm, it's probably the book that I see most frequently on year end lists so far from all the different, you know, magazines and newspapers and different, uh, food industry people. Just the whole, the whole premise of the book, BB is Swahili for grandmother. Yeah. Um, and it, it, uh, just takes some recipes from eight different grandmothers and, or fr it's from eight different, uh, areas, um, on Africa, in Africa. That border the Indian Ocean. Mm -hmm. um, everything that we made was so freaking tasty. It was yeah. so good. I mean, if you like traditional kind of home cooking comfort food, mm -hmm. but with an African perspective, it's a great book. All the flavors were amazing. Yep. Because I would look at the recipe and I'd be like, was this, it didn't, like, it wouldn't seem to me like it had, it didn't seem like it would, should be as flavorful as it is because it is so simple. Mm -hmm. But man. Yeah, most of that book, the recipes we worked from, uh, the ingredient list was pretty short mm -hmm. for all of them. Oh, yeah. But no sacrifice in taste at all. It was, it was good. Uh, great concept for a book. I love that they... Uh, kind of curated all these different recipes from, and, and it was kind of a mix of both immigrants that now live in America yes. and also people that still reside in, you know, whatever native country they were from. And the fact that they were able to get them to share like a real personal uh, recipe from their, you know, from their family, from their country was, was pretty amazing. It's just a, such a clever concept and yeah. really enjoyed that book. Well, and the thing is like recipes, you know, like that, they've been passed down for generations and it's kind of, it's kind of like they're tested. It's a history and <laughs> yeah. you know, so to have that down on paper documented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, moving on to number two, what'd you have? Ballastin. Yes. By Sammy Tamimi and Terry, Tara Wigley. Um, so Sammy did a lot of uh, work with Odalengi. Yep. 
And he still does, I believe. Yes. And he is branched out on his own for his own cookbook. Um, uh, you don't, you haven't mentioned this book yet. Nope. <laughs> dun, stay, dun, dun, dun. Stay, stay tuned. Um, um, yeah. I mean, that was another book where we could easily go back and revisit that and choose completely different dishes and probably have the same awesome experience. And uh, that's another one that I'm seeing on all these lists. And, you know, so like there's a common thread. Like if, it, if the cookbook's good, it's good. And people are recognizing that. And, you know. I agree. We had the same experience that others have. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on Fallison? Nope. Give me your number two. Uh, Vegetable Kingdom Ooh, by Bryant Terry. Okay. So that was in my top 10. This was a really early feature at the beginning of the year, even before COVID, I believe. Yes. Um, and it was, it, so it was an early favorite and it was one where I was like, is something going to displace this? Is something, you know, is it going to like, you know, remain in that top of the list? And what I really enjoyed about this is it's a, you know, vegan cookbook, correct? Vegan, vegetarian? Yes. Vegan. Um, but without pandering to, you know, like here's this veggie burger, you know, cause I feel like plant-based eating is becoming more and more common. More people are diving into it. Even if they're not exclusively vegetarian or vegan, they're still eating a balanced diet and making that part of it. And this book gives you these dishes that can kind of stand alone on their own without trying to be something else or without being kind of this poor substitute for meat. But, but also like technique wise, there was some, there was some stuff in there. So probably not something that you'd like whip out on like a weeknight when you're short on time. But I think this would be a book that, you know, whether you're like a vegan or maybe you're a professional chef or cook there's something for everyone there i do remember that this book that it was a little bit labor intensive yeah. some of the dishes but totally worthwhile mm-hmm. absolutely you know there'd be steps in the process but the the end result was was worth it um i know we made like you know some like they call them cauliflower steaks which i guess defeats my whole point that i was making earlier but like you know th- like those roasted cauliflower could they can stand on their own as a dish without you know it's not like they're trying to be like here's a meatless steak kind of thing which is i guess essentially what it is but <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm talking myself out of what i was saying earlier but i don't know i just i really love that book and i and i think that it's the first one to come along that we've kind of dove into that, that really like elevated all the like vegetable and being cooking on a similar note, vegetables unleashed from Jose Andres was like our top pick for 2019. Yes, it was. um, And strangely, we're not vegan or vegetarian. We just enjoyed. We like vegetables. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a surprise. I don't understand what a, what how... a wacky theory. I don't understand how anyone can like, like hate vegetables. People, these people who don't eat vegetables, I don't understand. They're kind of pale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your number one? Shan Famous Foods. Yeah. Yes. All right. And I don't know if maybe it's because we... 
kind of were like revisiting again with like um, posting all of the results from it. We're doing it this week, actually. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, that was good. Yeah. Everything was so good. All the spice levels were amazing. And I mean, I guess we already said everything that we need to say about it. It's, but it was my favorite book yep. of the year. All right. Go ahead. Give it to me. Fallacy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise, perhaps. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I could have any of those in the top five, I would have been very comfortable naming number one and like interchanging them. But I, I, I tried to almost think in my mind of like a, you know, like a desert Island book. If, if I was left with only one to kind of cook from, uh, for extended periods of time, like that would probably be my one. Although, you know, with during COVID we're kind of are on our own desert Island yeah, in, we are. in Chicago here in our, in our house without, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I'm so glad that I have you. Otherwise, I'd be so lonely. Oh, I'd be so lonely. That's sweet of you to say. Oh. You have our dog, Olive. Well, She'll yeah, keep you company. She doesn't like me so much. I know. <laughs> she, she's she kind parses, of conditional with her affection. She parses out her affection yep. very... If uh, she's hungry, she'll come hang out mm-hmm. with you. Otherwise, <laughs> she's very cat-like in her behavior. She'll just hang upstairs and ignore us. Um, anything else on this? So for the complete list of top 10, which will be interesting to see like how that shapes up, um, you can check out our companion blog post, mm-hmm. which will be up by the time this uh, podcast airs. Yep. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and rate it and review. Uh, you can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com as well as our Instagram at we underscore cook underscore books. And Facebook at We Cook Books. And production assistance was provided by Danny Schaefer. All right. You know what time it is. Bring it on. Joke time. I, I feel like these are getting better as the as the podcasts progress. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one is, is just a quote that I'm going to leave you with. And it comes from uh, Stephen Wright. Good comedian. Uh, he says, if you ate pasta and antipasta, would you still be hungry? Would they cancel each other out? Is this on? I feel like this isn't on. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. All right, everyone. Have a great holiday. Um, be safe. Looking forward to s- hearing from you and seeing you on the other side in 2021. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Bye.